Uh, hey, it's me, Ben, from the Internet Comedy Current Events Podcast, Bunta Vista. Um, I think I said all those words in the right order. Apologise for the, the quality of this recording. I, I can't use my proper microphone because I only have the one USB-C to USB adapter and I, I left it at the bar and I can't be fucked driving there and getting it. So I'm just doing this on my phone. Um, what you're about to hear is an unlocked bonus episode uh, because it is in the, the perineum of the year. We are between Christmas and New Year, so we're taking a little bit of time off. Um, so we're giving you a little bit of content from behind our world-famous Iron Paywall. Um, we really liked this episode. Uh, hopefully you do as well. If you want more bonus episodes, you can get those by subscribing to our Patreon for about $7 a month. I think it works out to an Australian money. Um, different different amounts in different currencies. I uh, hope you, you're having a happy and safe Christmas and New Year period. Um, sl- slip, slop, slap. And then they've, they've added an extra one as well, but I can't remember what that is. Slip, slop, slap. Slam. Slip on a shirt. Slap on a hat. <laughs> slop on some sunscreen. Slam on uh, long, long pants. Okay, uh, whatever. Bye. Welcome to Bunta Vista. This is a bonus episode. My name is Andrew, and I'm here at the first annual Bunta Vista bikini competition. <laughs> first up, a handsome boy, an overwhelming favorite to win the competition, wearing a white mesh Wicked Weasel brand bikini and exuding a raw sexual energy so strong that the local government has issued a warning. I am, of course, talking about me. <laughs> Take a good look, everybody. Delicious. Next up. Wearing a black t-shirt that's been cut into a midriff that says, I believe, accompanied by a silhouette of Bigfoot, and a pair of extra-large Mambo board shorts that have been adopted with scissors into a crude and ill-advised thong, it's Ben. How do you like your chances today, Ben? Now, look, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of spaced out for a little bit there because I went to Google Wicked Weasel to see if this was a real brand. Um, And I'm going to be honest, the the Google image results, I'm shocked that they made it through Safe Search. Yeah, uh, they're saucy bikinis. There's a lot of nips in there. That's I am a, leaving nothing to the imagination. Yeah, here. that's that's a transparent bikini for sure. Yeah, um, very um, a very sort of uh, mid two thousands kind of uh, I don't know, porn porn star bikini kind sure. of vibe. You know, yeah. And again, I do have to stress that I very genuinely didn't hear a single thing that you said about me before you got to my part. So I I can't really. I got distracted. So the way that um, the the outfit that you described, Andrew, mm-hmm. is shockingly close to the outfit that I literally that Ben was wearing the first time I met him. The very fr- <laughs> was, was that, that the, the first very, time we was met? that the first time? I don't know if it was the first. Are you I sure? think it might have been possibly the second though. Because no, I because. Rowie was there, and I was. This was for uh, for Heatherween. You, you were dressed up as the fixture. Uh, I was Manny Calavera from yes. Grim Fandango. Except you sort of abandoned the headpiece uh, almost. 
Oh, instantly. The headpiece was to scale. Yeah, yeah. It was about six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like a um, a helm from Bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with with two little eyes that gave me approximately thirteen degrees of vision, which was very it was cool. But yeah, I, I, afterwards you just a guy in a yeah in a, yeah, death, a sort of a cloak, a cloak, yeah, yeah, yeah. A robe. And, and you were a fella in a tiny little cut off crop top uh, with the words "gay hooters" written on it, yes, uh, and shorts that were surgically shortened um, <laughs> to be just the amount of just the height. That you could keep one iPhone four in. Yes, yeah, that's right. The four was a good size of phone, I reckon. It was Just, a good fu- yeah. size of phone. I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm very much enjoying the uh, iPhone SE. Oh yeah, that's in the the body of a five, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, how do I make phones are too damn big these days? These days, folks. I, I tell you what, I um, my, I my s- tiny little, my tiny little hands. Yes, you can hear the voice of the third person <laughs> yeah. here. A man who was clutching a squeezy bottle and saying things like and, and Daddy too damn big, yeah. It's our official bikini model oiler, the incomparably <laughs> horny Theo. <laughs> now I haven't done one of these before, so I have just picked up a bucket of decking oil. Weatherproofing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, that is uh, really making my pee hole sting. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I too much of it on and stuff. it feels this is, bad. This is Julux. Yeah, like... Uh, no, it's a, no expense spared. <laughs> it's for, uh, for some... I feel all my pores sealing over. Yeah. <laughs> my skin can no longer breathe. But it's God. not affecting my chances of victory it, here today. Isn't it cool? Have you ever oiled a deck, Andrew or Ben? <laughs> oh, sure have. Yeah. Uh, no, I've oiled lots of other things, though. Okay. Never a deck specifically. Well, you should have gotten this job. I'm, I'm mainly a, a deck oiling guy. Um, and it's incredible how deck oil smells exactly like you'd think deck oil would smell. It sure yeah. does. Which is horrendous. <laughs> but hey, you'll only have to oil that deck, you know. Yeah, once a year, every year until I'm dead. Yes. Yep. So, 20, 25 years, yep. 20, 25 times, yeah. That's yeah, one, one can of deck oil will probably cover that, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got, I've got the, the one can that I had. No, we've actually been through that can. I'm onto the second can, which they sold me fucking water-based oil. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No. That doesn't sound right at all. Come on. Oh, and this like, one? It's water and oil. Yeah. Jeez. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds reasonable. Like a fool. Nice anyway, day, that's though. why it's all just sort of fallen off you guys now, because yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just basically pigment in water. It's just slid off. <laughs> it's given me one of those like... doesn't uh, stick to the human body at all. British 21-year-olds going out to the club. Yeah. Just real splotchy fake tans. Yeah. Oh, man. You got a big Imagine old it. handprint on your butt where I, <laughs> where I gave you a little... Uh, <laughs> little good luck slap. A little good luck toots. You know, you can't do that to the contestants here. This is no Donald Trump's Mr. Universe bikini competition where you can grab pussies left and right. What you have just done to Mm. Ben is a crime. And we'll be covering it in detail in this edition of Crime Watch.
That, of course, is the sound of what happens when you commit a crime. That is true. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, doesn't matter the crime. This is the future that... <laughs> if the I remember correctly... Nah. <laughs> uh, if I recall correctly, the C in um, Max Laverne's acrostic poem that he read out on the show in the, the, the last episode that we did was Crime Watch theme genuinely upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a story from WVLA News in Louisiana. Now, just before we get into this, um, I think this is this story. Even though you know it's from real life, they're not. This isn't a work of fiction, but it's employing a sort of uh, a narrative technique where you create intrigue uh, by putting in the implication of past events, but not specifying what those events are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those articles. So strap in for this. Embattled Louisiana nursing home owner, Bob Dean accidentally shoots thumb off. <laughs> hmm. I love that there's so much there's so much that goes on in America, just I guess due to their larger population hmm. and the general um declining mental health and conditions. The collapse of the empire. Yeah, Etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. it really brews um, a certain efficiency of headline that you just don't get in Australia. Mm. Now we would yeah. be we would be hard pressed to fit one and a half things into a headline. That one's got like six. I think the probably the crucial thing here uh, is the fact that <laughs> the name of this nursing home owner is specified, and they've put embattled at the start. So we're meant to know who this man is uh, in yeah. advance. It's not, you know, in Australia, embattled is 90% of the time, it's a politician, 10% of the time, a sports person. Yeah, and they've just torn a crotch. This is just, yeah. Now, America's introducing a new concept here, unfamiliar to the Australian, embattled nursing home owner, uh, and let me go into detail I, about... Well, yeah. I, I, will, I will dispute slightly... That characterization, I think that um, Australia can have like em- embattled business owners, and it is usually this class of person. It's somebody who uh, runs a private business, but is very is like shonky in a very noteworthy way. A crazy oh. job. In- yeah, and and um, I'm thinking of like uh, oh, George Columbaris. embattled restaurateur. Yeah, I guess is we maybe. get a lot of we get a lot of uh, restaurateurs that are embattled. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think I think that often, like to me, embattled in a headline, the the vibe that that gives to me is not just that this person's businesses are struggling, uh, it's that they are publicly saying things like, "No, they aren't," and yeah. "I didn't yeah. do anything wrong." Yeah. Yes, they're sweating a lot. Yep. to cameras, and they're, like, running away from cameras down the street. No, I'm fine, mate. No, can't come in here. It's private property. Can't film here. Things like yep. that. Uh, Bob Dean Jr. is in the news again <laughs> after a Bob recent Dean incident. Bob Dean Sr. very disappointed. <laughs> this is... Sorry, this is such a perfect sentence. Bob Dean Jr. is in the news again after a recent incident involving a gun. <laughs> huh. <laughs> The nursing home owner has been under the microscope since an incident involving residents being moved to a warehouse during Hurricane Ida in August of 2021. <laughs> oh, dear. Ten days after that incident, a lawsuit was filed on behalf of a nursing home resident who was, quote, cruelly deprived of food and water. Oh. So, not a good guy. No, don't. Yeah. 
Which means you don't have to feel bad about any of the things that I'm about to okay. read to you. Fast forward to March 3rd, and an officer with the Thomaston Police Department was called to a report of a person being shot in the hand. The officer arrived at Southern Ford of Thomaston around 6.20pm and spoke with a salesman who had been in contact with the shooting victim. The shooting victim in this case was Bob Dean Jr. The salesman stated that Dean Jr. was leaving his Ford Bronco good sign, at the car dealership for service. Prior to leaving the SUV at the dealership, Dean Jr. took items from that vehicle and moved them to another one. According to the affidavit, quote, Mr. Dean removed several guns from his Ford Bronco that he was leaving for a service to a Dodge Ram work truck that he was picking up from service. During the process of moving guns to the Dodge Ram, the salesman was shown a three-fifty-seven revolver by Mr. Dean. The salesman said that Mr. Dean began to, quote, Play with the weapon and the weapon discharged. <laughs> now, this next sentence that I'm about to read to you is verbatim as it is written in the news story. Mr. Dean shot his thumb clean off his hand. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, we've talked about this before with another news story of someone in America shooting something clean off their body. Mm. Uh, that that once, once you're defining that it's clean off... That's a serious, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Although, that's an injury incompatible with being attached yes, to your body. Yes, that's right. I, I, I wonder if that's the, the right term, though, you know, because taking something clean off, that's, um, that kind of gives to me the vibe of, say, say uh, yeah. an ancient samurai yeah. mm-hmm. cut your hand off with or the one of the finely guys from honed... Steel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with his finely honed katana. Yeah. That's clean think, off. Yeah, yeah and, and I think you would have a great chance of having it surgically reattached. Yeah, they would, clean they off would be is like, like Metal Gear Revengeance right and the x-ray vision kind of comes across and yep. your perfect slash uh, mm-hmm. slicing your head like 45 degrees off. Uh, and then someone can just pick that up and kind of super glue around the, the, brain, uh, the, the skull and straight on and yeah. you're good to go. But well, to- uh, nothing about the three fifty seven Magnum gives me the impression no. of surgical di- disattachment. You're suggesting that he he shot his thumb unclean off his hand? Yeah, I, I'm with Andrew on this I one. I think he did his thumb dirty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I picture it like clean off to me is when somebody uh, cuts off somebody else's head, but at first it doesn't look like anything's happened. And yeah, they maybe, stand yeah. there, they take a pause, but suddenly... A line appears across yeah, their neck absolutely. and it slowly starts to slide off their, their yeah, body. Yeah, they take one step forwards, their body moves forwards, their yep. head stays in the same place and kind of just teeters backwards off their body. And then an eight foot high jet of blood shoots straight up. Maybe yeah. you're like the vampire elder Victor in the movie Underworld and Kate mm-hmm. Beckinsale has just sort of gone past you with a sword. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you stand there for a little bit and then... Slides off, yeah. But but yeah. I I don't see that happening with a thumb no. and a three fifty seven. You don't no. think this man was t- at a car dealership th- twirling <laughs> his gun and he was looking at a car salesman? He's like, ah, oh, you like what you see, and then the gun goes off, and then they both stand there, perfectly still. They're, they're, they're both thinking to themselves, <laughs> "Have oh, we've both really and literally dodged a bullet here." His thumb just slides off, slides <laughs> off his body. <laughs> Little jet of blood. Very small jet of blood shoots out. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, the uh, 357 Magnum, famous for being the gun Bud Dwyer used. Oh, we're um, a two for two of episodes where Bud Dwyer has come <laughs> Yeah. 
And I don't mean that to be a thing. It's just in my thoughts pretty much every single day. Um, so, no, I'm thinking I, I'm, I'm definitely picturing a raggedy stump here. Yeah. Um, bone shards, I think, are involved. Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain amount of it that is just lost, right? That yeah. is just smithereens. It, like, you know? yeah, yeah they, they've got a little pile of stuff that's just, like, no good anymore. Yeah. And if he does get that thumb reattached, it's, it's going to be shorter than it was before, certainly. I um I was just trying to find out who Bob Dean Senior is <laughs> to and see how I, disappointed he'd be. Well, like it turns out, it's a pretty seems like it's a pretty common name, you know. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Robert Dean Seniors out there, and people who had sons named Bob Dean Junior. Uh, the only one on Wikipedia though, and this is who I secretly hope that it is. Is uh, Robert Dean, uh, ufologist from mm. Tucson, Arizona. Dean retired from the U.S. Army as a command sergeant major after a 28-year career. He appeared on radio programs, TV documentaries, and at conferences discussing the subject of UFOs and a government cover-up of alien visitations to Earth. Dean claimed to have viewed a classified government document called The Assessment that allegedly discussed threats posed by alien activity on Earth and concluded that no such threats existed. Dean said he considers himself a professional UFO researcher and had, quote, cosmic top secret clearance while in the military. In 1992, while employed as an emergency services coordinator for Pima County, Arizona, Dean sued his employer for discrimination, saying he was treated unfairly because of his belief in UFOs, reportedly uh. settling for $100,000. Oh, shit. He won? Got a little something. A little taste. <laughs> He got that UFO discrimination money? He got that UFO discrimination money. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is why uh, strong protections for employees are so important in the workplace. Well done to Robert Dean. Yeah. Not so much to his son. No. If Bob it Dean is his Jr. son. That's, I've, I'm choosing to imagine that this is his son. Yeah, he moved away from Arizona to Louisiana <laughs> because of the controversy. I always think that if you're like 60 years old, which I assume this guy is... Um, and you can't <laughs> yeah. be called Junior. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that. fucked up thing for you to be called. Yeah. You should be. You once you become a man, once you've had your bar mitzvah, you lose the Junior. Yeah. You just Bob Dean. Uh, Dean Junior left the weapon in the Dodge Ram and fled the scene with his wife in a Mercedes. Nice little bit of colour there. <laughs> oh, sh oh shit! They can't find out who blew this. Blew my <laughs> finger off. <laughs> Uh, deputies subsequently performed a welfare check at Mr. Dean's residence. <laughs> According to the affidavit, Miss Dean, quote, was visibly upset but stated she was concerned about Mr. Dean and him bleeding uncontrollably. Hmm. An argument ensued between Mr. and Mrs. Dean. Law enforcement... I don't that, think you yeah, should have you blown your thumb off. I think I should have. That's an old argument. They've been having it for ages. Hmm. When are you going to do the dishes? The Second Amendment does protect your right to try and do, like, cool gun tricks from a Western. Yeah. Uh, to shoot a whole bunch of times at the ground and see if you rise up into the air like Yosemite Sam. It's basic physics. Yep. I don't see how it couldn't work. Hand me those guns. Uh, law enforcement was asked to leave the property and Mr. Dean denied assistance from emergency medical services. <laughs> The Get out of here. What's oh, the big deal? So good. Uh, the affidavits say that the local jail would not take Mr. Dean in until he was medically cleared. <laughs> so if you just refuse to be cheated for your, treated for your injuries, 
They, they can can't never... take you to jail. Yeah. A little life hack for you there. According to the Thomaston Police Department, Mr. Dean is facing these charges. Reckless conduct. Discharging a firearm on the property of another. Discharging a gun near a public highway. <laughs> uh, the Thomaston Police Department says Mr. Dean has yet to be served the warrants. He's winning, in my opinion. I mean, what are they going to... How, how are they going to serve him as warrants? It's just like, going to drop straight to the ground. If you're going to well, have a... You know, <laughs> actually, I I take it back. I was sort of thinking to myself, you know what? He's really he's really got one over on him here, you know? Um, but I was sort of thinking, yeah, all you have to do to not get put in prison is to be just very injured and refuse medical care. But the reason they're trying to put him in jail is for the act that resulted in him requiring the medical care. Perfect crime. So it's kind of it's a bit of a it's a bit of a vicious circle there, where it's like, if you want to stay out of prison, refuse care for shooting off your thumb. But also, if you want to stay out of prison, don't shoot off your thumb at the dealership. You know. Oh, Mister, not in control of our own bodies over here. That's right. If you want to shoot your thumb off, I reckon just. That's your business. It. That's your business. Just, uh, I was just looking at another story here to see if there are any other details about what happened there, but um, the only thing that uh, this news station was able to provide that the other one didn't is that the house that he went back to uh, is his remote lakefront mansion. So let that <laughs> fill in your picture of Bob mm-hmm. Dean. Mm-hmm. Remote lakefront mansion. Hmm. Shooting thumb off while playing with gun. Owns a car dealership. Does he own a car dealership? No, he owns a. It, he owns several uh, oh, nursing homes. Battles, that are being yeah, threatened with foreclosure. For. Yeah, no, he's just he was just visiting a car dealership. Shooting his thumb off was probably the last thing that he wanted to happen that day. It's time for the one thing that we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Well, he said it. He said the name of the... Yeah, I'm pointing at the, at the screen. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is. I think this is going to enter a, a canon of a type of story that we've done once or twice before um, of a specific type of industry doing whoopsies. This is from KAIT News in Arkansas. Funeral home sued after man hoping to be, quote, raptured is cremated. Now, hearing that headline... Uh-huh. What do you believe has occurred here? Because I got it very wrong you, when just, I clicked just hit on a, it. Hit us with it one more time. Funeral home sued after man hoping to be raptured is cremated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. So has he has he paid for the rapture, <laughs> or is this just miscommunicated? Do you think? I think this was down to a miscommunication. I initially heard this. Brett will saw this and thought. Did a guy say, hey, I would like to be raptured right now. Can you put me in the cremator? And then they cremated him, uh, which is not what happened. Oh, okay. You, you think he was, this was a, a live... I thought that was a living man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a Jonesboro attorney has filed a lawsuit against a Little Rock funeral home after his client said the funeral home cremated their loved one against their wishes, preventing the deceased from being, quote, raptured following the second coming. According to can the you, suit... Can you yeah. rapture... Like a, a dead person? Yeah. Well, I mean... A pile, I, pile of ashes? I don't want to, you know... 
I, we're, I didn't we're grow not, up in one of those yeah. churches, but my understanding is that you had to be alive to be raptured. Yeah, yeah he's it's, missed it's out gotta, by dying. It's got to suck uh, when you get raptured and you're like, here I am in the beautiful kingdom of heaven. There's my big golden mansion. And then there's like a twinkle of light and a loud thump as this dude's corpse arrives next to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was under we the... also raptured your husband. Oh, ew. <laughs> my understanding was that the rapturing was just that um, the remaining living humans that, you know, had accepted Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, would be taken into the kingdom of heaven. But that you would... If you had died before the rapture happened and you were a, you know, a faithful Christian, you already would be You're already the up there. Of, yeah. You don't need to worry about what's happening to your earthly remains. This is very confusing. Uh, according to the suit, Harold D. Lee of Pauline, South Carolina, wished to be buried next to his parents at a Quitman, Arkansas cemetery after he was found dead on Thanksgiving Day of 2019. It's quite grim. A very specific plan that he had. Yeah. <sighs> The lawsuit, filed by Brandon Lacey of Lacey Law Firm uh, on March 8th, said Howard was... Sounds kind of erotic. (laughs) The sexiest Welcome to the Lacey Law Firm. (laughs) Little Rock, Arkansas. We're we're all wearing Wicked Weasel bikinis under our pantsuits. (laughs) Why do you know about Wicked Weasel bikinis? (laughs) Just an old, old guy who's been horny for a long time, I guess. Yeah, you have, champ. Uh, <laughs> lawsuit said Harold was transferred to Roller McNutt Funeral Home <laughs> based on his final wishes. <laughs> I don't know why just woke up Finn. <laughs> it's it's not even like what? It's <laughs> not even funny, but Roller McNutt Funeral like, Home. It's. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, but something about that is very evocative. To Look, me. I it highlighted like saying, that text and I put it in bold for a reason. It sounds like you're saying roll a McNutt. It it does. Which again which, worst product you can get from your local McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a vial of McDonald's in morning gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But they're only two dollars. So you know it's it's quite cheap. Uh, the six-page suit stated the family, quote, made arrangements with Roller McNutt Funeral Home for the purposes of the transfer, funeral arrangements, casket purchase, and internment. Being extremely religious, the suit stated Harold, quote, stickily desired not to be cremated as he believed his body would be raptured following the second coming. He stickily desired it because he spilled his McNutt on the way. <sighs> I really... I... I guess that quote needs to be read out by someone with a like Arkansas accent for stickily desired to really hit. I say, I say, Harold stickily desired not to be cremated. I am. Uh, I'm picturing the the space chicken lawyer from Futurama at this point. Can, yeah, can I mean he's be... he's pretty clearly based on Foghorn Leghorn anyway. You know, I guess that's true. He's doing the Foghorn Leghorn voice. What? He believed his body would be raptured following the second coming. If you're raptured, do you... Is that no clip? Or does he have to, like, be pulled through the casket? To... I, think you, I think you, you, clip, you clip straight car. through everything. You clip straight through everything. I mean, it's... <laughs> no, I'm it's... thinking he just... He fires out of there like a cannonball through the side of a ship. No, it's your no, eternal I think it's... soul that's going... 
to your eternal rest. Oh, okay. uh, however, Ben, however, you will recall that in many popular depictions of rapturing, people oh. clip straight through their own clothes and leave them behind. That is true. Much like oh, in the movie, left behind. <laughs> yeah, and I guess some, they have them like floating upwards into heaven and stuff, but I just, I have a different understanding of the rapture to this man, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, what well, all I... <laughs> Everybody getting getting raptured and there's just wicked weasel bikinis raining down from the sky all around us. This is not paid placement for wicked weasel or for the iPhone SE or for do any they, other products. I don't even know if they still make them. You know, apparently they do. A, apparently, it's an Australian company. Oh, that's that's nice. Uh, however, the funeral home notified the family on December tenth, twenty nineteen, that they quote accidentally cremated the body. Whoopsies. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. We did a tiny oopsie. We tripped down some stairs. The carps got flopped open. The body went flying into an incinerator. Uh, the foot sort of hooked the door, closing it shut behind it, and the vibration turned the machine on, and the body was cremated. Shame. A lot of steps in that accident. Yeah. Well, that's why it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> it's very rare, but you think but how Most many- of the time, yeah, the body lands in the, uh, in the, the burner there and um, doesn't close immediately and they just oh. yep they just brush the ashes off yeah gonna gonna want to pop that boy out of there and uh back in the coffin uh the suit stated that the plaintiff Eunice Lee Harold's wife was violently shaking in shock when she learned of the mistake and that's obviously again as with all of the funeral whoopsies that we have talked about this is probably very traumatizing yeah uh I, I was gonna say look Semantics aside about whether or not you need to be clothed or alive to be raptured. Wicked weaseled or no. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's frankly none of our business. When they say you um, can't take it with you, then yeah. you can't take your wicked weasel with you when you go. Uh that's none you get of our one business. At the door. <laughs> yeah, they they get you to change out of your black one and put a white one on when you get to heaven. <laughs> Give you the wings, the halo. A little white wicked weasel bikini. Come on in. Oh, grandma. <laughs> uh, however, it 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 would very much suck, uh, particularly if in this person's case or this person's uh, wife's case, uh, particularly if you very very strongly believed that this was going to have an impact on the status of his everlasting soul. Yeah. Although, look. Let's go back to the semantics for a second, because that's what I'm all about. <laughs> you did start this did exact start argument with putting I semantics sp- behind. Yep. Le- leave the semantics behind like your wicked weasel when you get wrapped. <laughs> but I am going back to the semantics for a second to say, if you have been like a devout uh, Christian for your whole life and you die, that's your one-way ticket to heaven, right? Why does he need to like? Yeah. Where do you when you get raptured? You're going to heaven. That's you're going the deal. to the same heaven. Yes. So what is he? Does he want a second rapturing? Does he want two of him up there? I don't think that would work. I think does he, he think sh- he's not going to heaven on the first run? He needs. He to should get- already be in heaven at this point. I think so. I think he should be looking down on this and going, "I I messed that one up." Yeah. I yeah. messed that one up. I was focused on the yeah. wrong part. I'm here. I'm here now. Yeah. I don't. They make it a big kerfuffle down there. Yeah, the rapturing part, that's really not going to be relevant to me now that I'm residing in my big golden house on the golden streets of heaven. 
that's that's what you picture heaven to be. I think it's what a lot of people picture heaven to be. Yeah, that's what I pictured it to be like as a kid. I specifically remember being like, like under the age of ten, and picturing heaven as a Toys R Us where I could have any of the toys I wanted. Well, that does sound good, actually. That's you're getting um, that. Um, you getting that. Uh, the transformer with the chest that pops open. It's got a little. Uh, tape in it that sound turns waves. into oh, sound wave. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting sound wave. Sound wave in heaven. Yeah. I'm pretty certain I'm <laughs> getting that in heaven. And I'm going to like the aisles that are for like the big kids' toys, like you know the the RC cars that take actual petrol and stuff. You know, <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> they got as much gasoline up there as you want. Roland McNutt waived the cost of the funeral, <laughs> apologized for the mistake, and returned the $5,000 that was paid in burial insurance after the mistake was made, according to the lawsuit. <sighs> We're sorry. Harold's sorry. family is asking for financial restitution and to recover damages. An attorney for the funeral home, Michael Harrison, admitted his clients cremated Harold, but denied all other allegations made by his family. Isn't it... I- feels like the, the cremation of Harold is sort of th- the, crux the, of the crux of the thing. Yeah. Unless, oh, but like if they swept out the chamber and then they're like, where's your proof? <laughs> Although it's probably easier to prove that you buried him than it is to prove that you yeah. didn't cremate him. Yeah. Know? Well, we don't want to, you know, dig that up. That'd be rude. Hmm. I, I mean, are the rest of the allegations that they... No, because they've admitted it's a mistake. So, what are the rest of the are the other allegations? You stopped my husband from being raptured at a future date. Counterpoint: No, we didn't. No, I didn't. He's already there. Yeah. Maybe they're just doing semantics in court. That'd be pretty cool. Yes, it turns out the Bible is the real good news. It'd be like that. Um, was it a book first? Was it? Um, it, oh, it was. It was a. It, it was the the thing where the little kid. Uh, there was a little kid in America who had some sort of like near-death experience. Colton or- Burpo. Yeah, you're talking about Colton, Colton Burpo. Burpo. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Is this one Wait. of those things where someone has tricked me into believing that, oh, no, no, no it's his real name. That's absolutely <laughs> Colton Burpo. Colton Burpo, the little kid who had some, some type of near-death experience. <laughs> and then when he woke up, his family said, remember how you went to heaven and saw God? <laughs> and he said, yes, I did. Uh, I, I, and they're like, no, f- for real, that's what you saw. Let's go talk to Dr. Phil about it. And they did a whole bunch of TV stuff. And then I'm pretty sure they made they made a movie out of the book. The book was called Heaven, heaven is, is For real. real. A little boy's astounding story of his trip to heaven and back. A New York Times bestseller. The, the book took... <laughs> the book... Documents the report of a near-death experience uh, by Todd Burpo's three-year-old son, Colton. You know what? It was fucking way- three. You think a three-year-old knows about anything that they're doing? Jeez. Todd Burpo is almost funnier than Colton Burpo. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, there's a real... Todd is, is, yeah, the juxtaposition. Yeah. It disarms you somewhat. Todd? Yeah. Okay. Burpo? Yeah. <laughs> For oh. real? Come on now. All right. So they adapted this into the 2014 Heaven is for Real starring sure starring Connor Corum as Colton Burpo. <laughs> so what? 
Well, who else are you going to get to play it? Starring the child Connor Corum as Colton Burpo. I love America Featuring so much. Greg Kinnear as Todd Burpo and oh, Kelly Greg Riley. Greg in all of those. As Sonia Burpo. Ben, you look surprised. No, I, uh, I was trying to figure out whether Greg Kinnear was also in that horrible The Secret movie that I watched, but I don't think I was. No, I think just he, spiritually. He, does, he does a lot of the, uh, the spiritual movies. Hmm. So, so in my recollection of this story, because I haven't seen the movie or read the book, as surprising as that might be, hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that there are courtroom scenes of this little boy testifying that heaven is real. <laughs> <sighs> hey, now, Colton Burpo, that's a great American name. Yo! It's time, of course... <laughs> For the Great American Hall of Name. It's the Great American Hall of Name. Uh, This is a list taken from the Texas Rodeo Cowboy Hall of Fame. (laughs) Now, Theo, you're laughing already. Hmm. And for good reason. Mm. Prepare yourselves for this. Mm. I'm going to start off slowly. This is nice and gentle. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> going to ease me into it like a bath. Yeah, it's sort of like a American uh, Hall of Name training kit. Start with a really small one and then get bigger and bigger until, you know. Like like <laughs> stretching out your... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Weldon Burgoon. <laughs> so, you start me with a normal one, you say? Yeah. That's right. Am I supposed to feel like this? <laughs> Mertus Deitman. <laughs> M- Mertus? <laughs> M-Y-R-T-I-S. Mertus. Mertus. Deitman, of course, D-I-G-H-T-M-A-N. That's uh, just about as silly as uh, one of my favourite movies... Dead Heat, which stars a cop who becomes a detective named Roger Mortis, but his name was like a joke mm. on yeah, purpose. This, is, this you know? is this man's real name. Huh. Quail Dobbs. <laughs> Royd Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Tut Garnet. Mm-hmm. Spicer Grip. Slow down. (laughs) Delbert Hathaway. Delbert, come on now. Denny McClanahan. (laughs) Punch Oglesby. (laughs) Tough Overturf. Oh, yes. Joe Beaver. Glenn Bird (laughs) Todd Fox I love when they start getting thematic (laughs) William Hogg (laughs) Bob Krill (laughs) Skipper Driver (laughs) Brady Crumpler (laughs) Feral Butler (laughs) Oh that one's evocative (laughs) Fire all around his mouth. 
Warren Gunn. <laughs> Buster Ivory. Ray Mayo. John Gass. Johnny Mellon. Hob Shed. Monty Penny. <laughs> this is the stupidest segment they do. Rusty Riddle. <laughs> Chick Elms. Delbert Wise. <laughs> Second Delbert. <laughs> Delbert. Delbert. Junior Meek. Gary Gregg. <laughs> Wacy Kathy. Wacy? Wacy. This man's first name is W A C E Y. Wacy. Wacy Kathy. Sandy Kirby. <laughs> Goddamn. Toots Mansfield. <laughs> Tudor Waits. Mm-hmm. And I got two last ones here for you Dickie Richard. And Dickie Cox. <laughs> oh, that's what's going on. I also i I didn't include it, but there was uh, like seven people in the Hall of Fame who had the last name Gay, and I was like, no, that's low hanging fruit. Sure yeah. made me laugh though. Yeah, you're just getting the highbrow ones. Yeah, in this yeah, segment. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. You know, with names uh-huh. like that. I don't think these people are living in the real world. But when you want to check in on reality, the one and only place to go is the world of the British tabloid. It's time for Tabloid Phenomenon. Fist-headed man destroys church. I love the real world of Britain. Yep. whole bunch of people keeping it real. Like this person from Yorkshire Live. Screaming woman kicked off Jet 2 flight was on way to Turkey for 3,000 pound teeth. <laughs> How's she going to carry them? <laughs> They're going to charge so much for that yeah. on the flight back. Can't get, can get that on, on your on chicken. Scale. Yeah. Just... Oh. <laughs> Trying to fit him in that little frame they give you for the bag. <laughs> The aggressive Yorkshire woman who has been banned from flying on Jet 2 after screaming in cabin crew's faces was on her way to get 3,000 pound veneers. Shocking footage shows Catherine Bush pacing up and down the flight from Manchester to Antalya in Turkey on Monday. The mother of one from Cleckheaton. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> had been saving to get 20 zirconium veneers, a friend told Mail Online, and added she was, quote, excited, end quote, about the trip. Yeah, I've I've highlighted a friend there. I feel like grassing on your mate. It's not a great friend. Yeah, but how much do they pay him? Yeah, that's true. true. How many many times a day you reckon that Manchester to Antolia flight is running? (laughs) I think that's a thrice daily service, that one, yeah. Truly, truly one of my favorite things about Brexit was um, all of the people who were like, wait a minute, what do you mean I cannot uh, constantly travel back and forth from like Spain all the time where I live because I hate Britain. Yeah. 
That was good stuff. However, she didn't make it to Turkey after she turned violent on a flight over crying babies. And she also tried to open a door mid-flight. Have you seen any movies, lady? (sighs) Yeah. I love when this is not the only story I saw from the last week or so of someone trying to open a door mid-flight either. Like, I think people go, it's kind of like space madness, but it's on a plane. Plane madness, I guess. I think that they're just in the pursuit of truth. Well, like... You don't have to trust, like, everything that the government tells you. That's true. You know, you go around your life just going like, oh, that... That door leads to the outside of the plane. Have we checked? Yeah. Have you checked personally, Ben? I never have. You know what? You know, I think sometimes that uh, of that saying, you know, when you ban someone from opening the door on yeah. a plane, you, you're not only you're telling them that they're afraid of what would happen if you... But there's yeah. a reason they don't want you to go out there, and it's probably really cool. If you if you make it a crime to open the door to the outside of a plane, then only criminals will open the door to the outside of the plane. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to put all that power in the hands of criminals, or do you want everyday, just normal people like you? What's her name, Madison? Um, so coming back to space Catherine madness Bush. for a second, Catherine Bush. Sorry, yeah, old Kathy, Kathy Bush. Coming back to uh, space madness for just a moment. So Ben, what in your estimation, as a person who has uh, read many hard science fiction books mm-hmm. and watched uh, numerous films about space travel, what do you think it is about space travel that prompts space madness to show itself? Isolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear of the outside mm-hmm. uh, an innate sense of the awareness of how far away you are from home and how inaccessible it is and also um, it's probably demons or something as well sometimes is maybe a bit of like cosmic radiation yeah like the sun yeah. <laughs> for some reason for unclear reasons so and, and space travel can take a very long time correct yes that is true so you, you may well be trapped in your capsule for for months perhaps even years depending on where you're going um the the flight from manchester to antalya takes four and a half hours oh yes my man's got receipts that like i'm just saying you're gonna get so mad about us not 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 saying the word anatolia right once (laughs) wait how's that pronounced anatolia is it i don't know i'm just looking at how it's spelt in this story and i I have no idea. I assume I've, they're I, talking about the, the little bit of Asia Minor there. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the Wikipedia pronunci- pronunciation is telling me that it's pronounced Antalya. Oh, so closer to what I was saying than what Yeah, it saying? seems like for oh, the I first time up. in the history of the podcast, Andrew okay. was correct. Andrew, play the Andrew was correct theme. So... All I'm saying is that I don't think four and a half hours is kind of the span of time at which uh, one would normally lose their grip on their sanity. Yeah. Um, you know, lose a few rolls and take on damage from space madness or plane madness, as it were. Yeah. Um, I think to acquire plane madness, you're looking at at least sort of at least 24 hours on the plane. And even then, I think you're only taking pretty, pretty minor kind of damage. 
you know? Yeah. Um, either that or a situation where you have boarded the plane to a destination and the plane just kind of keeps going and after a while you forget when you got on the plane and you start to lose focus on where the plane was meant to be going. Who are you? Who are you? A lot yeah. of the other passengers seem to be uh, people from your past. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe some sort of ghostly remnant of someone from your future. You start to forget where you are and what's happening, you know. But that hasn't happened to me too many times. So, yeah, I'm just saying I don't think plane madness is. Uh, it's not covered by Medicare. Well, usually the sort of these these sort of incidents are kicked off by um, someone getting on a, a plane from, uh, let's say, Rockhampton to Melbourne, and then they have seven Bundy rums and coke, mm-hmm. seven Bundy rum and cokes, seven Bundy and cokes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're kicking in at like T plus 30, yeah. by which time you're already in the air. Yeah, Arrowhead trip report ingested <laughs> seven Bundy and Cokes. <laughs> T plus oh, 30. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> I am the pilot now. <laughs> Let's get this son of a bitch to do a flip. Yep. Um, yeah. I wish I could find this quote. Oh, I, I saw a tweet the other day. Um, they asked... Um, I'm going to go with, just for, for example's sake, an astronaut from like Apollo 8... Um, you know, what was it like up there, etc. And he's like, you know, it's beyond our ken to describe this stuff. You know, we're here to do the mission, etc. You know, unable to find the words, right? Should have sent a poet. Mm-hmm. And then they asked uh, this guy from like Apollo 13, what was it like up there? And he's like, yeah, it was really neat. <laughs> <laughs> just Very like, cool. Just immune to space madness. Like, oh. They this do is um tops. Yeah, people do seem to talk about um like people who've gone up on the space station and stuff like that all seem to talk about how like being able to see uh yeah. most of the earth at one time really fucks with your head a bit, really gives you the whole kind of oh pretty pretty small out here, aren't we? Kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah except like for the, the one guy that's like This is cool. I I've got the quote here, Theo. Oh, thank you. Uh, as the Gemini and Apollo astronaut Michael Collins once put it, uh, so Michael Collins, of course, is the the guy <laughs> who stayed in the lander who when, did not go to the moon. Yeah, stayed in orbit around the moon. Uh, it was That'd not be me our... getting getting up there and saying, ah, "I'm good. I'm fine. You guys go on ahead. Go I'm fine here. I, I want to finish this chapter of my book. Then I got to yeah. do some laundry. Like Why don't you guys just twenty pages left? Plus, I really got a shit. Uh, it was not within our ken to share emotions or to utter extraneous information. Uh, asked what it was like to go to the moon, Apollo 12's Pete Conrad replied, Super, really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> that to me <laughs> is extremely boss. <laughs> That's great the moon, stuff. pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta go. Top, top 10 places I've been, honestly. Oh, man. Asking Michael Collins, Oh, you've. You haven't been to the moon? Oh, you simply must. <laughs> You'd love it there. Oh, you got to get up there. <laughs> did Michael Collins end up going on the moon eventually? Or did he just... Was he moon cucked for the rest of his life? Yeah, it feels like you sh- you got to send Michael Collins to the moon, right? Like, you gotta, you got to throw him a Let's freebie. He uh, went around... Uh... Yeah, you get absolutely wild frequent flyer points from going to the moon once, you know? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he went on the moon. Oh. Um. Yeah. There's just like, 
him, there's Buzz Aldrin, um, uh, Neil Armstrong, I'm going to go with. Yeah. Is that right? As, yeah. Yeah. At a party. Oh, so what, you know, what What was it like, you know, in um, jumping about on the moon surface, et cetera, and the other two guys just, you know, wheeling off cool little details, things that they remember, et cetera, and Michael's just like staring off into space <laughs> over his beer. Yeah, I might just go and grab another one from the fridge, guys. He's like, you can tell he's got a full beer as well already. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I need to get another drink. No, you don't, Michael. <laughs> he's just turning to the person next to him and asking, uh, have you read uh, The Firm by John Grisham? <laughs> <laughs> that shit's crazy, man. Really yeah. interesting. Really right? cool. <laughs> These guys are always talking about themselves, always talking about how they've walked on the moon. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. No one asked me, like, hey, what was it like being on the other side of the moon over there? Like... I mean, pretty much the same as being on this side of the moon. Yeah, it's very, it's very yeah. similar. It's but very darker. similar, but... <clears throat> no, one ever, um, no one ever walks up to me and says, Hey, Michael Collins, what was it like being the second person to orbit the moon alone? <laughs> was he not the first? He oh, was not Apollo the first. 9 no. went around the moon. Is that right? Um, I, I don't know. I've already closed the Wikipedia. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, that's crazy. What are we yeah. doing? What's the... I think oh, we got up to opening the door mid-flight. Yeah, yeah tried to open the door mid-flight. Witnesses also claim she reportedly slapped other passengers on board the flight during her aggressive outbursts. Plane madness. Due to Catherine's foul mouth rants, the flight diverted to Vienna so she could be kicked off the flight. That's got to be <laughs> just... It's such a pointed thing to be like, we are landing the plane yeah, in Austria. In Austria. You. You're because Austria's you. problem now. Oh, hang on, what's... Where's... Austria in relation to... Yeah. It's most It's most of the way there. They kind of touched down like an hour early. Yeah. God, just everyone. Imagine the looks you'd be getting. Withering. Withering stares from everyone else. It'd yeah. be, it would be one of those situations like... Um, I don't know if either of you guys have ever been in one of these sorts of situations where somebody is absolutely making a scene and winds up getting themselves uh, forcibly removed from a place and as they are being removed um everybody gives a weary round of applause yeah mm -hmm. yeah like that's i i think that applause has got to cut deep even if you think you're right which yeah. this lady probably did i think i think to be walking around and slapping everyone you've got to feel pretty confident that you know in your position in the righteousness of your cause <laughs> opening the door yeah and then copying the uh copying the weary round of applause yeah from you a bunch failed of strangers to convince anybody on the plane not a single person was like hey well, let's hear her out yeah <laughs> you're right that <laughs> baby did deserve to be tipped on the floor <laughs> <laughs> let her open the door i want to see what's out there too she's a scientist you know that sort of, like, rejection from an entire plane full of people probably hits hard on, like, one of the, like, monkey parts of your brain yeah. as well. Like, imagine if your entire troop of monkeys that you lived in just suddenly was like, hey, we all want you to fuck off. Yeah, they all started keeping the bananas to themselves. Yeah. No nobody offered you a single cigarette. They've formed a, a grooming circle and left no space for you in there whatsoever. Everybody's sort of ignoring you as you say, guys, um, oh, nobody told me there was a grooming circle. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Jerry, you want to scooch just a little? Jerry's not even looking up. He's not looking up. <laughs> yeah, pretending like he's really busy just, trying to find one particular. Yeah. Like, he's hi- you know, he's acting hyper focused, but you know he has good hearing. He can hear you. You know, Jerry's ignoring you. Yep. Monkey version of Catherine. Bridget, you want me to get those those bugs? Bridget's saying nothing. Clive. It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. No one. No one. I guess I I I can. I can get the ones that are on my stomach, but I'm going to have trouble reaching the ones on my back if anyone's, anyone's maybe free later. Crickets. Be awful. The friend, you know, mm. not about friend. The yeah. friend told Mail Online, I was with Catherine in the pub at the weekend. She told me she was excited about going to Turkey. She said she had scraped together £3,000 from her savings for cosmetic surgery on her teeth. She was going to have them all whitened. £3,000 to have your fucking teeth whitened? But, I don't think, that's but this pro- thing said, I don't think that adequately, yeah. She's getting gems on the front. zirconium veneers. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, yeah, this friend didn't get the full story, I don't think. <clears throat> she didn't get the skinny. Clearly, like, as we said, not a real friend. No, yeah. not Fake listening. Friend. Already, like... She- uh, Catherine's talking. She's already like got her phone out, starting the email to the Daily Mail. Like, <laughs> Doesn't yeah, even yeah, know what? she's there about to commit 3, a crime. Yeah, yeah, white, it's white, whatever. Oh, I'm just looking at some <coughs> photos of clearly British people who've got zirconium veneers. Oh, and they're people getting dental implants in Turkey. There you go. Hmm. So is is Greece like the um? Is Greece uh, what sort of? Like Thailand is to Australians for surgery, you know, for cosmetic stuff. All right. So I'm just. Did he yes? <laughs> trying to capture the angle we're going here. Yeah. Okay. So Turkey is to England as Thailand is to Australia. When it comes to traveling overseas yep. to, to get Greece. some cosmetic surgery. Yeah, to get a massive, heaving pair of bazooms. Why not visit beautiful Turkey? Yeah, I was doing some reading recently about um, about like people doing the the surgical tourism kind of stuff, uh, and how you know there's like obviously there's plenty of people who go and get cosmetic surgery done and it's fine, or like dental surgery done and it's fine, and it's very significantly cheaper than it is to do it in Australia. But uh, apparently the issue comes if you are one of the rare people who has it go very wrong or you wind up going to a place where, um, uh, yeah, where the quality of care or whatever is is not good. Because there have been the horror stories of Australians who go over and get like, um, like, I was reading about this guy who went over and got, you know, half a dozen procedures done in a very small space of time or a single sitting, you know, like just got 20 oh, it's hours of surgery. like you get all surgery. the trades in at the same time. Yep, yep. Just, just <laughs> let's do it all at once and they'll do it. And uh, not healing up properly and essentially like rotting to death in a hotel room over there, that kind of thing. So that was the that was what this story was about. And... They were saying the the reason that it's uh, not super advisable to go and do is because their insurance stuff for doctors is set up completely differently uh, to ours here, and you need to like you need to prove their malpractice to some degree, and you need to prove it 
to like a council of um of like surgical advocates and stuff where they're just like no that doesn't sound right yeah they're just like our doctors the ones we <laughs> represent i don't think they do that no it's meant to be like that it's uh, meant to look like that yeah it's it's supposed to be extremely difficult to get a hearing with these people to try and accuse somebody of like malpractice and get them to take responsibility and fix your shit and if they say no to you there is like no form of appeal and you are told to fuck off forever <laughs> so um you know think about it before you get your huge chompers put in overseas uh to go with your massive cans strap those bad boys into a wicked weasel and you are ready to rock <laughs> the teeth both <laughs> one passenger on board the flight who did not wish to be named, claimed a woman became disruptive around an hour and 20 minutes into the journey. A customer said something and she slapped him in the face. <laughs> the holiday maker told the MEN. That's uh, this publication, I believe. What is the MEN? No, that's the, the Manchester, Manchester Evening News. News. It's a sister publication to this okay. one. Then a man got her... Oh, sorry, I'm back to quoting it. Then a man got up to try a calm situation before taking her to the back of the plane. Catherine's, quote, extremely disruptive behaviour has led to her being banned from Jet 2 flights for life, as well as being slapped with a huge £5,000 fine. I don't so think they literally slapped her. She spent £2,000 more than she intended to, and she doesn't even have her 20 zirconium veneers. Oh, great. I got to dip into my chomper fund. To pay for this. My advice, when you, like, so this is just like one of my handy travel tips I'm always getting because I'm a bit of a, like, a, I love travel, you mm -hmm. know. Um, just get on the plane and then just sit down and shut the fuck up until the flight is over yeah. and then get off. And it's, like, so easy. You get you to, it's like one of the few times in your life that you get to just sit there. Yeah. And you can't do anything. You got to just, like, watch some TV. Yeah. That's when you watch the new Transformers movie. Uh-huh. Maybe you watch. Um, there might be a new Marvel movie where you wouldn't, you wouldn't take time out of your week if you were on ground. In your terrestrial time, you'd be like, "I'm not fucking watching Captain Marvel." Yeah. And then you go, "Oh, because oh, that's because that's the one with a woman." Okay. I think it's the last one I watched on a plane. Which uh, was the one with Florence Pugh in it? That would be Black, Black Widow. Widow. Black Widow. Okay. Haven't seen it. It's pretty. It's a pretty cruel irony that the that the ones that have been headed by uh, a a female lead actress have absolutely been the worst ones. No, oh, they're all bad. Uh, but that's when you watch them. You go, oh fuck! I may as well try and keep up with pop culture these days, and I may as yep. well watch a shit move on the plane because I mean, like, what else are you going to do? You read, read or one of those have like airport books. Six feet under series three episode seven. On there for some well, they reason. Have two episodes of the McAuliffe program. That's awesome. <laughs> Gotta watch those. I have another piece of uh, advice for flying. If you see me on the plane, leave me alone. I just want to sit quietly. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> slap me. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I. I'm not going to try and calm someone down on the plane either. Like, you know, if they're going to hurt someone, sure. Maybe I'd intervene. But if they're just on a tirade, I'm not going to be like, ma'am. Ma'am, I need you to breathe. Miss, Your chakras are so me. out of alignment. I was talking to uh, my wife the other day about... Um, just like uh, sometimes there are situations where a thing happens in front of you and uh, you have to get involved and, you know, help somebody or render first aid to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I was remembering a time that I was, uh, when I lived in Melbourne, I think I was, I was going to get lunch with my brother or something. And we were walking down the street and a uh, gentleman who had all these stereotypical appearances of someone who did a lot of drugs um, sort of came uh, running past us and ran out across the street, but without looking at all as to whether there was any traffic coming. You know, uh, just ran out between two parked cars on the side of the road directly into the street in the CBD and was immediately clocked by a car going at a decent clip in front of us. Um, and immediately, like three or four people who were the closest went over to him and got him onto the footpath. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like fatally injured or anything like that. He was, he was having a bad time, but, um, so these, these people grabbed him and they immediately started, uh, you know, first aiding him and calling an ambulance and stuff like that. And I went, well, that's it for me. I'm off. Because while it's very good to help and render assistance to somebody when you can, I think that there is a critical mass of helpful people. Yeah. At which point, introducing more people is not actually helping. Yeah. I think if you, if you have a situation like that where there is like a passenger getting nutty... And if 15 people all stand up and go, Oi! Start screaming, calm down. Oi, calm, hey! Hey, love, love, calm down, all right? Hey. It's not that bad. Love, it's just a plane, isn't it? It's just a plane. You know what's outside the door? It's the sky. <laughs> it's nothing out there. It's boring. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's no gremlins, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there are some situations where it's just like... If I were to try and render help at this point, I think I would actually be only making it worse. And that's our advice for the week, is judiciously choose when your help would be life-saving and when it would be annoying. Yeah. Because you don't want to annoy anybody during it's what's already... It's fine to ignore a... people in distress. Yeah. Yep. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Huh? Well, that's it, folks. Uh, be cool. Otherwise, you're going to lose all your teeth money. That's right. Do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon if you got three thousand dollar zirconium veneers put in, uh, and then you got raptured, do you think the teeth are going with you? I mean, we, yeah. If it's a body rapture, yeah, they're coming with you. What about like a soul rapture? You, all right, okay. Okay. How about this? Although, um, let's say, let's say you have, uh, let's say you lost a leg below the knee at some point, and you had a prosthetic leg. Do you think you get raptured with the prosthetic leg or do you think you go to heaven and are rendered whole once again? Uh, that leg's what? just going to like schlop out like it's a, like you're a frog. Is it a leg you lost in an accident or is it like a, a congenital, like a birth defect? One you lost in an accident. Okay. Because I think your answer to this is also going to determine what happens to the veneers. I think that it follows uh, Matrix rules, where mm -hmm. your appearance in the oh, afterlife... That's how you see yourself. Yeah, you know, your residual self-image. That's right, yes. See, that would say to me that you don't bring the veneers with you, but your teeth just take on the appearance of the veneers that you wanted them to have. Yeah, I think that would probably be how it works. Okay. Have we ever spoken about how like the one of the characters in... Um, the character Switch in the first Matrix movie hmm. was meant to essentially be a, a trans character. Well, that yeah, that was, so they were going to have different different genders in and out of the Matrix. Yeah, right? 
Yes, which is where the, the name Switch came from, that yeah. they sort of realized that, yeah. But then they, they didn't end up putting that in. It's a little interesting concept there. I uh, I watched a new Disney movie with the kids uh, yesterday because my my daughter my daughter has the novel coronavirus. Um, my other daughter not so other, novel anymore, if you ask. No, me. it's getting fucking old. The other one had it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, now the younger one has it. It's just every day we get uh, messages from the school saying the following classes have had multiple children test positive for coronavirus, which is fucking cool uh so anyway we we watched um jungle cruise gonna need you to hit that timer there andrew andrew loves to watch a million movies but nobody else really gives a fuck he's got 15 seconds to describe the movie otherwise he's just shit out of luck five four three two one let's go uh, Jungle Cruise is another Disney movie that's an adaptation of a ride, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. It stars the world's most asexual beefcake movie star, The Rock, and Emily Blunt in the Amazon. <laughs> really good thing. I don't, know, I don't really feel like I've got a f- handle on the plot from... <laughs> Maybe that's it. I, I think you, you have to go on the ride at Disneyland. Oh, to I have to it. go on the ride. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, like, like you, won't, you won't get this if you haven't been on the ride yet. <laughs> the the plot is actually very similar to Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, in that there's like the ghost pirates who've been cursed and everything. This has like conquistadors who've been cursed. Uh, very very similar stuff. Anyway, there is a there is a point in the movie. This is what you were saying about the Matrix made me think of this, Ben. Um, you know how there has been the recent controversy around Disney movies and how Disney as a company has been paying donations to all of the right-wing politicians who are backing Florida's Don't Say Gay bill? Mm. Either of you aware of this? Yeah, I mean, I've seen this about 400,000 times and I've not let any of the details sort of filter yeah. down into the kind of um, the the more core parts of my consciousness because um, it's just going to depress me, I think, if I... Yeah. Oh, very much. So, so Florida's basically trying to introduce a bill that's the equivalent of like the Russian stuff, where they're like, "You're not allowed to acknowledge to young people that gays exist because that might make them want to be gay." Uh, And Disney donates a bunch of money to all of the lawmakers who are supporting this and trying to put it through. Uh, A bunch of their fans and employees have been like, "Hey, cut that out." Uh, Disney's response was to say, "We love." the gay community yeah. you all can tell ticket holding gays all we love ticket you. holding gays we love you you can tell by the empowering tales of uh the lgbtq community that we tell that's our support for the gay communities the stories that we tell uh, and and at that point people from pixar came out and said uh, Disney has very forcefully made us scrub everything remotely queer from our movies that we have put in over the years. And one of the examples that gets cited, much like, um, I guess, it, yeah, like there's there's a bunch of examples that get cited of queer content in Disney things. And one of them was from this fucking movie, Jungle Cruise, that I was watching with my kids yesterday. Uh, stand, a British stand-up comedian Jack Whitehall plays uh, Emily, Emily Blunt, is that her? Leblanc's brother, and and he's like an effeminate, fancy city boy, and there's a point where he is um, talking to uh, Dwayne Johnson's uh, riverboat captain character, and 
they're talking about how like um how back in London um he was he was ostracized by his f- friends and family and stuff because of who he loves. And he said, you know, I I would get ostracized because my he, he sort of gets asked, do you have a girlfriend back home? And he says, oh, well I I got, you know, I got ostracized by my family because my affections lie elsewhere. And the rock goes, oh well, to elsewhere and they toast to that. That's the gay representation in the movie. Yeah, I think for me that line should have been to sucking cocks, <laughs> and a little well, little clink of the glasses. The the thing that the thing that I was struck by right is that like even in that situation where they never explicitly say, oh well, the thing is that I I like guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually I am homosexual. Mm. I I am a homosexual, yeah. and it is uh, World War One era England, and people yeah. don't like that. Yeah. They don't say that. They they <laughs> refer to it very obliquely. Um, they don't actually acknowledge anyone as being gay, and the language that they do use is the extremely like lib. Um, it's about who you love because of who I love. Yeah, and that it just kind of strikes getting me. Getting rimmed as, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, like well, like that that really sort of um that really, like, neoliberal support for same-sex marriage that is always framed as, like, love is love. It's about who, you know, you, you don't control who you love. Hey, all these people, they just want to get married like you and have a husband and have some kids and pay their taxes and be normal like you, you know? Like, that's, yeah. th- that's the real overwhelming tone of it. Um, yeah. And then immediately afterwards being like, I just think the, the Mardi Gras parade's a little much. It's you know, little... you're thinking maybe, like, tone it down. doesn't have to be so rude. Yeah, just... you're calling you inclusive, that but you're Gras... not allowed cops there. Yeah. Do you see What's the Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras this, this year had, like, corporate boxes? Of course it fucking does. That's... I'm sure it has before now, but geez, although... Um, and I, I, did, I read this list recently that was going through, like, all of the... All of the instances of what has been described as queer representation in Disney movies... And it's it's about a dozen things. And I would say a third of the list were characters that an actor or director on like promotional uh, uh, on a promotional tour for the movie says, Oh yeah, that character's queer. Yeah, he's gay, man. JK Rowling inclusivity. Yeah, it's it's the Close. thing where like after the fact they sort of say, Oh, this person says I have to go home and see my partner. And yeah. then during the press tour, someone says, yes, that character is gay. It's like, cool. Not that you would possibly be able to tell from watching the movie or anything. But I don't reckon that we should have left corporations in charge of um, our livelihoods. All, all culture. Art, culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, you know, our ability to kind of survive like medicine, uh, food. Hmm. I, I just personally, I think we fucked up on that one. Oh, and you got a better idea? Yeah. Yeah, pull out a 357 Magnum. My idea is to immediately try to open the door on the plane. You know? That's, that's right. That's the solution. Open the door on the plane. Ideally. All your problems will seem insignificant if you open the door... <laughs> Step outside. We need to open the door on the plane that is the world. Yeah. That yeah. is so true. That's, that's so true. That's the Bermuda Triangle. It's the plane door of the world. <laughs> open that bad boy up. Crack it open. Let it breathe, you know? Letting it breathe. 
Let so important. Breathe. Imagine though, if like opening the the door of the plane that is the world was actually opening like a big door on the crust of the Earth, exposing the hollow Earth inside. Yeah, you know that'd be cool. It would be cool. A little scary, but pretty cool. Only one way to find out. Let's send that guy down who didn't get to go to the moon. Michael Collins. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let for him, duty. let's let him have first crack at the hollow earth That's Sending Michael think. Collins into the hollow earth Hey, buddy, you heard this one You're up You have something to talk about at parties Yeah, he's he's dead he Oh, died. just imagine him he Died last oh. year Oh, oh. R.I.P. to Michael Collins kind of, kind of a bummer Plus, this is, this is what he looks like This is, of course, an audio medium Yeah, I'm just posting it oh, okay. Close your eyes and... That's an old man. Picture it if you can. It's a dour old man. Really, Picture an old guy. Really uh-huh. Clint Eastwood grade oldness there. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So I guess we're not sending him. We'll find yeah. someone. I mean, we Collins are. Jr. We kind of sent him. We kind of sent him a little way towards Six the foot of the way there. Jeez. <laughs> put, put, put Michael Collins down that hole that the Soviets drilled in Siberia. The Siberian hell sounds hole. <laughs> Off you go, buddy. <laughs> Let him go down there. All right. He was the second astronaut to orbit the moon alone, and he was the first astronaut to have his corpse struck down the giant borehole that went to hell. <laughs> Neil who? <laughs> well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. Do not forget to go to uh, shop.buntavista.com. And see if you would like to buy a t-shirt. You know? Yeah. And if you don't want to, close that tab. Type in uh, Wicked Weasel. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a browse. Type in Cola Super Deep Borehole. Yeah. So and don't look at the like... But look for like a URL that looks like they've not done a lot of fact checking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. Because then you get a cool version of the story. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.